Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. So I decree that if I were to do the do at this moment, then up until all hours of the night, I certainly would be. I think you just you just got to do the do though. I'm doing I it right do now. The do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Also, I mean, you're, you're I have to be up early. <laughs> you do have to be up early. You're in Michigan for some reason, for God, some godforsaken reason. I'm in Michigan, the uh, the Sunshine State, as it's known. Yeah. The North answer to Houston. Recording the, uh, in a hotel room. Yeah. Which the I'm Denver sure if Michigan. I... The Denver of Michigan. <laughs> if I have a neighbor on either side of my hotel room, they're going to come over, kick down my door, and Good. punch me in the face. Because I hope so. I'm going to be podcasting makes... for the next yeah. six hours. No, <laughs> no. I'm going to warn you up front, and Craig has insisted that I do this, that this will I not be a long... You have. You have. <laughs> I have to give you a little forewarning. This will not be a long pod tonight. No long pod, and I do apologize, but I'm on the road. It's a minor miracle. I'm getting out of pod at all, so you'll take it and like it, jerks. Fly purbly. Fly purbly. It is aggressive. As I, your new, I love you all. Good night and good hockey. I was going to say, as your new favorite co-host, I want everybody to know that I was pitching that this episode be four hours long. And we strictly talk about Sammy Kapanen's time as a flyer and break down each goal he scored. But listen, I'm all for He's got to have a real job and do real job things. You know what I thought about actually with Sammy Kapanen? Like five, whenever I wrote the return flight for the Caps, was a uh, remember when he got flipped by Mike Green in the postseason? Oh yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a whole thing. I mean, he did he did actual cool things in that series and uh, a lot of other times for the Flyers. But man, he went flying. On that one heck. Also, I want he to go back. He was a tiny, tiny dude. He was very just, small. Yeah. You could fit him in your pocket, carry him around. He was adorable. Yeah, Casper's like already like bigger than him, isn't he? I think so. I think well, so, I mean, yeah. that's not saying much. It's not really. You, yeah, it's much of a board clear. Yeah. You remember in the the late nineties, the early two thousands, those like nano pet things? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's how big Sammy Kapanen was. He was a Flyers nano pet. <laughs> Giga pet. I don't know. I was, I was thinking of a Tamagotchi. That's Ta- oh Tamagotchi, of course. Yeah, of course. It didn't. Yeah. Well, oh, I think a fair well, I think that's a that's a Flyers giveaway next year, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. They're going to have nineties night. It's going to be nineties night with Flyers Tamagotchi, and <laughs> it'll be. I guess Travis Konechny sized. He's probably the smallest flyer right now. Uh yeah. Ghost might be up there. Ghost is yeah, he's a tiny guy. Yeah. This is this this is the only time we really need Jordan Wheel around, so then we had a definitive answer because he was. I think Jordan Wheel is a pretty small guy. But, hey Siri, how tall is Shane Gostas Bear? Wait a minute! Wait a Shane minute! We need to turn this up. We need to hear. We need to hear this pronunciation of Shane Gostas Bear again. Hey Siri, how tall is Shane Gostas Bear? 
Shane Gustus Bahir is five feet eleven inches tall. <laughs> Shane Gustus Bahir. That's amazing. All right, so, so go- hold on. Do Andre Mazaros. Hey Siri, how tall is Andre Mazaros? Andrej Messeris is six feet two inches tall. <laughs> All right, one more, one more. Who, who would oh, you like? Shit. I'm trying to think of a really bad name that she would never. Oh wait, get. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey Siri, how tall is Carlo Koleakovo? Oh shit. Here's what I found on the web for how tall is Carlo Koleakovale. <laughs> it, it couldn't even make out Carlo Koleakovo. <laughs> Yeah, they pretty much just punted immediately. They're like, no, we're not doing this. You'll figure it out. All right, so go, go spare 511, and then we'll just do one more. Hey, Siri, okay. how tall is Travis Konechny? Travis Konechny is 5 feet 10 inches tall. So according according to at least, you know, basic Googling, uh, TK, the jerk store himself, is smaller than Shane Gostas Bear. All right. Fair. I thought Shane could have been smallest but siri googling stuff from my lazy fat ass doesn't lie because <laughs> that's all it is that's all it is it's not yeah, like siri's got yeah. hidden wisdom it's just hey fat ass <laughs> not pick up your <laughs> your stupid fat fingers and type in a simple search request i will like to say i do i, I do like that everybody has alexa now even though pretty much alexa is just uh you know listening for the government you know, they're just making sure, yeah, make sure we're all not just like doing drugs and guns. So, uh, yeah, watch out, Big Brother's watching. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Take it from me. Hockey blogger. Voice <laughs> blogger. Professional, professional voice blogger, blogger. Yeah, professional yes. voice blogger. Yeah, you're right. You I was gonna say forget too, your official title. I was going to say when you started with the, the Doc Emmerich uh, imitation, it just for some reason I pictured Doc Emmerich by himself eating dinner, and he was just like screaming his catchphrases, like he grabbed like a fork full of like chicken, and he's just like a drive, and he like started putting it in his mouth, and then if he spill- <laughs> spills it all over his chest, he's like, "Oh, wouldn't go." <laughs> what cruel fate has befallen me for water to be spilled? I like that. I think of Doc Emmerich as this very Shakespearean character, right? Like he's always just like he's just like. Where art thou, Ovechkin? <laughs> Some way or another, about I would say if he was to do that, 10 minutes through every meal, he would inevitably talk about some Pittsburgh Pirate. It'd always go back to like fucking Andy Vance, like or Roberto Clemente or some shit. And now, a moment to discuss Roberto Clemente, <laughs> a wonderful human being. And an even better baseball player. Typically, by the way, that goes the other way around, right? Where they say he's a very good baseball player and a better human being. But, you know, for some reason, Doc, when he's talking to himself at dinner in his empty house where he's eating just a whole chicken. A whole chicken. No sides. No drinks. No, side. no sides for Doc. It's all protein. Doc and one full chicken. And Man the skin for some reason. And the skin. Yeah. He's a weird guy. I mean, I don't know why he talks to himself when he's eating dinner. Doc eat, the, the uh, Doc eat like the chicken gizzard, you know, when they, they stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of course. Yeah. Clearly, of course. <laughs> Why waste any piece of this noble bird? <laughs> <laughs> Just throws it to Doc and Pierre and they're not there. Or, uh, I mean, Eddie and Pierre. Oh, believe me, if he wants Pierre to be there, he'll be there. 
<laughs> oh, Doc, you know, I was taking your leftover bones, and I'm going to put them in a stew later. They're going to be amazing. Chicken stew. You ever have it, Doc? <laughs> Doc and Eddie, this turkey grew up on the Johnson farm about a mile hit by, uh, out from here. It just starts, like, going on about the fucking turkey. <laughs> you know, uh, this turkey's got big things in its future. At least it did until you ate it, Doc. Ha, 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 Pittsburgh hires him immediately after that. Oh, immediately. He's the new winger for Sidney Crosby. 30 goals, <laughs> easy. Speaking of wingers and 30 goals, I'll say that was a pretty good segue, in my opinion. Uh, not bad, not bad. I don't know how many career goals he has, but Michael Raffle. This is the big news today, folks. Uh, and uh, Big news, which tells you what time of year it is. It's, yeah. And the Flyers are not making the playoffs. A good segment of Flyers Twitter is like, thank God I only have six more games to yell my fucking lungs out at Michael Raffle and how much he's dragging down this team. Once he's gone, this team's going to be knocking at the door of the Stanley Cup. Well, guess what, losers? Michael Raffle's back for two more years. Put those hopes on hiatus. Yeah. Get dunked on. Uh, two years, 1.6 million AAV. 18 points this season in 61 games, six goals. Obviously, they're rid of all the problems for the Flyers, uh, if you ask uh, certain people. Obviously, it has nothing the, to do with inconsistent goaltending. has nothing to do with the fact that even though when they were killing it at 5-on-5 five five under Hackstall, all of their shot opportunities were shit. Also, the worst year that ha- uh, Raffle's been here, the, the, he was on the top line and they scored, he scored 21 goals. We'll put that aside, too. But, just, just shove that off to the side right now to pick it up later and admire it. So I I will say I am very shocked he actually got an extension. I thought he was going to get like oh bottom six guy usually on the fourth line. Obviously not a lot of points, and he's kind of got underwhelming uh, underlying uh, metrics this year, which is usually the main selling point on him. And uh, not I mean you want to talk like about a Fletcher player brought in. It, you want to talk about a player that you can you can look at and go, well he's just fine. That's Michael Raffle. Yeah, yeah, that's more times than not. I only recognize Raffle when he's either scoring, which you know isn't too often, but uh, he's either scoring or just making a nice, I don't know, like nice play in the neutral zone or stopping a cycle or kind of marking his guy defensively pretty nice. That leads to uh, possession going back to the Flyers. That's usually when I notice Raffle. I don't really notice him out of position, uh, and I. I don't think I see as many things to hate about him as, as some fans do, but I really... People find some stuff to hate about this guy, which yeah. is amazing to me when you have guys like... Again, we were talking about people hating Michael Roffel when Yori yeah. Laterra was on the ice, Yori yeah. himself, R.I.P.D. Uh, when Dale, Dale Vies, the Dutch Gretzky, R.I.P.D. was on the ice, people were still complaining about Michael Roffel. Who knows why? Now, people love to just harp on these, like innocuous guys in the lineup and say, well, you know what? This is the problem. <laughs> I will say, though, if they bring back Yuri Laterra, I will be even more shocked. I think that's the only person they could bring back now where I'd be like, I, I wouldn't have seen it coming. But yeah, you're. I, I think the thing with Raffle, too, is like he is, you're right, he's fine. The thing is, is he's never been, he is the ideal to me, like the ideal fourth liner. If he's your 10th, 11th, or 12th forward, that's fine by me. The problem is most of the time he's been in Philadelphia, he hasn't been. Uh, you know, the Flyers haven't been deep enough at forward where he is a reasonable 10th, 11th, or 12th forward. I mean, even this yeah. year, he's still playing on the third line for most of the time. Uh, and 
I I I think it's a little bit of Braden Coburn syndrome where it was Braden Coburn makes a great four. If your team is really loaded, he's a great five. But in Philly, he was a two for a while. So like he he was asked to do a lot more than I think you'd really want him to do. And because he was put in that spot and really didn't, I guess, excel to the fullest potential, fans dunked on him. And that's I not really love to dunk on him, but yeah. it's just—it's not even dunking at this point. It's just picking on the guy. It's like I don't know. You're just picking on these innocuous guys. Yeah. It's really, like, do you have anything better to do? This Sir, year, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> this year, I—I I mean, I didn't go. I wrote the article today for the site. And I didn't go on Twitter at all today after the deal was announced. I imagine people are still. There's probably still some people that are just like, well, same old flyers. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean. He took a pay cut, and Fletcher kind of pointed out that he's going to be like a 100% a role player. It's not like somebody they really want to emphasize. And, you know, it's not like he was like, next year he's going to get top six role, and he might get power play minutes. That's another thing to keep in mind with these numbers. He's not playing any, he's not playing any time at, at on a man advantage. It's all five on five. You know, it's still not great, but you get a guy that's playing fourth line minutes and he gives you 25 to 30 points. That's, that's pretty damn good for. Yeah. Especially for the uh, this cap hit. So well, I, and the new cap is even better because well, he was making over two before, right? He was making uh, two point two three five, uh, and so now the, he's making one point six. So he dropped one point six. Is really, yeah. it's not much. It's not much. No, like no. I, I also remember when people were crying offense to Jordan Wheel, and that that was a guy who wasn't making much either. And the thing about Jordan no, yeah. Wheel is he's so boomer bust, right? Like he's either doing stuff offensively or he's not really doing jack shit for you. Yeah. Thing is, Michael Raffle is doing a lot more behind the scenes than, say, a Jordan Wheel, which makes him a really good fourth liner. It makes him an ideal fourth liner, as you said. Yeah. By the way, real quick, Jordan Wheel talk. Uh, apparently, Arpom Basu, I think that's how you say his name, the guy, uh, he's the Canadian speed writer for The Athletic. He tweeted out something about Jordan Wheel, and then he responded to it, and he was just like, I'm not going to deal with everybody's wheel puns right now. So it's nice to know that every city's reaction to Jordan Wheel is. Let's just make this guy's last name a nightmare for everybody <laughs> around the team. Well, he's got a really good name for puns. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you want to keep this short. I think we can call it right now since you just made a Jordan Wheel pun. So what's up? Good like, night and good hockey. Yeah, it was a good run. Uh, around the league stuff happened. People were involved. There you go. That's around the league. So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, you know, uh, if you have any complaints, it's uh, Steph Driver on Twitter. <laughs> Here, let me give you Steph's uh, personal email real quick. We'll just go through that. It's it's at Hanks with an X <laughs> at the end. Of... She'll love to hear all your complaints about Craig and Steve. Uh, one day we're not going to record an episode, and we're going to be missing. And people, you guys know where to look. It's there's yeah. a, there's not going to be too many people that. Uh... Actually, there might be a few people that want to get us out of here, but we'll find out sooner or later. Yeah, so... I mean, I don't think it's that many because I think yeah. there's. I mean, if we think about it, there's there's like 20 people that listen to us mm-hmm. and then an additional five people who want to murder us on top of that. So, yeah, so, uh, it's yeah. a pretty narrow list. Yeah, I'm on both those lists, by the way. <laughs> I, same, same. Yeah. So we, we 23 other people we're looking at. Dirt, uh, dirt, dirt. So, uh, yeah, Michael Raffles coming back. Uh, fine. By me. There's not this really. This is fine. This is not exciting news. Yeah, I mean, really. Honestly, it... the the more exciting news is uh, Joel Farabee, Joel Farabee, as uh, some in the BSH community yeah. are uh, referring to him. Uh, Joel Farabee has signed his entry level contract. 
signed his ELC, and this is kind of big news because he was a freshman. Usually you don't see collegiate players sign their ELCs until later uh, in their college career, so usually after their junior years or after they completed school. <clears throat> so the fact that he signed after his freshman year, freshman year is kind of a big deal. Jesus Christ, getting these words out. Uh, but he... I mean, first day oh, learning the English language, huh, buddy? And I'm jumping right into a podcast. That's how confident I am. I mean, but he yeah. uh, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, uh, 36 points in 37 games, 17 goals, 19 assists, five power play goals, three shorthanded goals, 57 pimps, 131 shots on goal, 13 shooting percentage. Uh, I also saw that he was one of three freshmen. With 36 points or more this season, one of them was Ludwig Stemland, who was a 21-year-old undrafted. Uh, Ludwig Stemland? Uh, 42 points in 41 games. And then Jack Dugan, who got a little bit of hype going into the 2017 draft, and then didn't, I mean, he got taken real late. He was taken in the fifth round by the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. 37 points in 38 games. Jack Dugan is a tough name. That, that sounds like a guy who hangs out with Jack Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> right, Jack Bauer's rival. <laughs> Jack Tugan is in town. I don't know if I want to be hanging out with my rival, but, you know. And Jack Bauer, I mean, listen, if uh, for those that recall 24, which has not aired in a few years, Jack Bauer doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> it's a poor them. I feel like, shouldn't just some episodes, shouldn't uh, some of the episodes of 24 just been like him sleeping? Like, I get he's busy, and he's got to, like, save the world, and he's fighting out Kite or whatever he was doing back then, but like the guy's got to take a nap eventually. Like there's got to be one where like, hey guys. Well, no, I think I he, think we got I, downtime. I, I gotta, I gotta I take was, a nap. I was just imagining that every time the storyline would go to anybody else, that's where he'd be like, "Time for a quick dump." <laughs> <laughs> it's just nothing but just. Damn it, Chloe! Out. I'm getting some McDonald's. <laughs> Like it's, that, as that soon happens. as it goes to another storyline, that then he's just turning into that drive-through to get five McGriddles to pound into his face. I want to, I want to see like after twenty-four, or it's just like he's just in a doctor's office, and they're like, "Yeah, you haven't slept more than like twenty minutes straight in eight years, so of course you have health problems." Are you kidding me? <laughs> like I'm not even forty yet. It's like yeah, I know, but like I just said, you haven't slept for more than twenty minutes straight. So you have pretty the much body all of your seventy-year-old man. <laughs> All your organs are just fighting you right now because you're a real dick to them because you had to, you know, go save the world or whatever. So I hope, hope that's treating you right, Jack. But uh, yeah, Joel Farabee, he finished with uh, 30 points in 26 games, uh, nine multi-point games, 33-point games, uh, led his team with 159 even strength shot attempts and 58 power play shot attempts. So pretty much big, like the biggest offensive threat on a, BU team that wasn't wasn't great this year. Not the deepest of teams, but still, as a freshman, he was pretty damn good and the offensive leader of that team. And he, uh, you know, I I haven't seen him play much, and I was kind of hope to see these players around this time of year with the Frozen Four coming up. But BU well, you're just exhausted it. with draft picks. You don't want to talk about draft picks anymore. Craig's draft draft corner has been officially <laughs> shut down by the by the fun people. That want to trade yeah, the I first got... round picks for whatever they can get. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta get on that. I have, I have not looked too much into this uh, draft at all. Oh boy! I think it's really, just like really I, uh, slacking. Yeah, no, 
right? Uh, right. So what I find interesting about this Farabee signing at this point is a lot of people have made the distinction that this is a move that Ron Hextall probably would not have made. He probably would have encouraged uh-huh. Farabee to do another year in college and put on some more muscle and then sign him to his ELC. But we got a new sheriff in town. His name's Chucky Two Trades. He's the most medium gun in the Old West. <laughs> you better not cross them, because some of the time you'll get off scratch free. <laughs> he'll take his time and try to make the perfect shot, which may or may not work out in your advantage. <laughs> you plenty of time to get out of there. <laughs> you could shoot him, but you'd have to run. You'd have to rush your shot. You could run away. He's probably not going to get to you. But he's gonna he's gonna consider this move. <laughs> But not too long. Like, Ron Hextall is, you know, got to get a perfect shot on you. Chucky Two Trades is like, you know what? I'm going to get a good shot on you. <laughs> Hextall is lining up a shot. He's like, all right, look. I don't need you to spend two years in Allentown while I try to line up the shot. That's all I need from you. Paul Holmgren, meanwhile, he's still got his gun in his holster, and he's shooting at Yosemite <laughs> Sam style all over the place. <laughs> Paul Holmgren is dual-wielding into the air, just hoping some of these bullets hit the ground. <laughs> He's he's just in the old west. Like, why don't we have machine gun shit? Farabee. So Farabee signs a little, but this is definitely a move, a, a slightly more aggressive move than a Ron Hextall would have made. And it's yeah. it's funny that we're talking about this on a day where uh, Chuck Fletcher made a move that Ron Hextall just probably, would have made yeah, in bringing back Michael Raffle for not very much money. I was gonna say. Yeah, the the move that probably mirrors Hextall the most so far into his tenure, which was, yeah, bringing back uh, Raffle for two more years. Uh, I mean, but, you saw the comments on Twitter that are just like, oh, yeah, why would we bring back Michael Raffle? It doesn't even make, like, just people just completely pissed off about this because they want this team to tra- change so bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like, I, I kind of like Farabee. I, like, I mean, Farabee's a, pretty good prospect overall so I, I guess the sooner he comes to the nhl is the better he's not gonna he, i i wonder if he's gonna get any games down the stretch here considering uh it's pretty much i mean the fires are out of it at this point uh and i don't he's not making the team next year he's gonna be an Allen or he's gonna be in um lehigh valley next year and Let's i'm totally fine with that get some advantage uh, or get some time in the uh professional level you know the the next step down essentially and uh learn yeah. that speed because the difference between college and the nhl is uh basically the size of the grand canyon yeah yeah and i mean he did he did pretty well in uh, his first year in the ncaa and there's a lot of hype around him when he was drafted and uh i mean looking at his highlights he has a ridiculous shot and uh he has a little bit of the uh the Phil Myers in this game where he's just got an endless motor and it seems like he just doesn't stop. Doesn't stop moving. I mean, you, uh, there, there's a couple highlights out there of him, uh, scoring shorthanded goals. And there's a, I mean, that's pretty much an example of that. Just him intercepting a pass in the defensive zone and just out skating everybody down the ice and nobody's in the picture. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's looking, uh, looking at the Shen trade, it's it's looking pretty good right now, uh, and I I was for the Shen trade at the time, but now looking at Faraby and Frost, I, I think I, I think it was a risky move that looks like it's going to pay off in the future. 
Maybe not next season. Maybe two years from now. And uh, Yuri Leter is going to be gone. We just talked about him. Uh, and that was the, probably the most painful part of that deal. Five-year extension. Just announced. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. I'm still... If they extend Andrew McDonald, which doesn't feel like it's going to happen, but if they did, would you... What, how would you handle that? I would organize... I would quit my job to organize protests outside of the Wells Fargo Center daily. Yeah, I would say that. I think I would... Hell no, Mac must go. Hell no, Mac must go. <laughs> I feel like he's got to be on the way out. I, I just... I don't know if he's going to get balled out, but I feel like next year he could be... Next year it's... he could legitimately be the seventh defenseman, which would be nice. And that's like the role he, he should like be at this point in his career. He should yeah. be the seventh defenseman. If he um, came in, if he came in and he was just the seventh defenseman who made under a million dollars, great. Who cares? Wonderful. That's fine. That's fine. That's what Christian yeah. Foley essentially was. And yeah. you know that that was fine. That was fine uh, until he was blocking kids. Then not so fine. But uh, <laughs> honestly, that, well, no, you want a Christian Foley and you want an Andrew McDonald as like your right. your guy in the press box, right? Because uh, you don't give a shit about his development. He's uh, a guy who's seen it all, and we all know exactly what an NHL commodity is. Now, I don't want Andrew McDonald up there because I know he actually sucks more than a seventh defenseman. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's regardless of the fact, right? Uh, if you have McDonald as the seventh as your press box guy, as your emergency filling guy, that's fine. But as an everyday guy, specifically one that gets twenty plus twenty plus minutes a night, that's no bueno. No bueno. Uh, and uh, you would hope that they would look more caliente on the ice when they play. What's they look better? Wait, more caliente is hot, right? Very it's hot. very hot. Very hot, sir. Very hot. Okay, yeah. Muy caliente. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't speak Spanish. I'm. I'm Craig Forsyth. <laughs> Is, Is America? Bro? We speak English here. I only speak American. Rock flag and eagle, baby. So that's uh Okay, I hope you guys don't isolate just that. <laughs> that's the new intro. <laughs> that's the Welcome new to Fly Purbly <laughs> with me. Steve and Craig. Because America, we speak English here. <laughs> racist. <laughs> Craig's basically uh, Craig's basically the Gino Stakes of podcasters. Hey, I mean, you know, considering they're one of only two places to get a, a cheesesteak in Philly. Only, only two the, places uh, that are across the, the street. Only, from it's each only Pat's and Gino's. Yeah, that's it. There's no... That's why they're always talked about, because there's no other place. You, you go anywhere else around there, and you're like, can I get a cheesesteak? And they're like, what? Get out. We don't know what that what is. What is that? I don't know what you're so talking about. Real. We have a hoagie for you. You want a hoagie? No cheesesteak, though. Yeah. <laughs> we got... We, yeah. all right, we, we could go up. We could riff all night. Can we, Let's talk about hockey. I want to talk about how the Flyers are still making the playoffs, if you don't mind. <laughs> Because I think we're has it. I think the dreams officially did right. Uh, it is not zero 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 one percent. So if the Canadians win tonight, I don't really know what the score is. Their game should be done. I, I I'll look it up. You keep going. You look the, okay. So if uh, the Canadians won tonight, the Flyers are ten points out with six games left. So if they don't gain any points uh, against the Leafs tonight, which, LOL, 
they I mean it's it, they'd have to win out and then hope for a lot of luck. They'd have to win out and then hope that the Canadians and Blue Jackets lose the rest of their games. The Canadians are up five to one. Okay, so I'm thinking the Canadians might beat the Panthers. By the way, I'm watching highlights right now. Paul Byron just got knocked out. I think he has a concussion. He's got to have a concussion. Ooh, that's no good. Oh, God, yeah, he has a concussion. He just, like, wobbled off the ice. Yeah, so I guess we could have waited two minutes, and I would see that the Canadians are scoring all the goals here. So, But, yeah, the Flyers pretty much out. But, you know, uh, I'm not giving up because quitters quit. And I'm thinking, I'm praying and hoping I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to look at the playoff scenarios and I'm going to figure out a way that the Flyers can beat the Lightning and try and handle uh, Kucherov, Stamkos, and point a series. So you're gonna you're gonna open up your bedroom window. You're gonna look out on the street. You're gonna find a uh, a boy selling newspapers. And go, you boy, what day is it? <laughs> and he'll say, Why? It's the Flyers still have a very very minute chance of making the playoffs day, sir. <laughs> and you'll look around and go, My God, there's still time. <laughs> I'm gonna open up my bedroom window, and in my driveway is going to be Robert Hag. I'm going to make direct eye contact. And we're going to hold it for a couple seconds. Then I'm going to give him the slight head nod to be like, go get this thing. And he's going to be like, I don't know why you're looking at me. I'm pretty much the weakest link here, but I'll, I'll do it. We the got weakest this. weakest link? Robert Hag? Yeah, you're not you're not referencing the the late 90s, early 2000s show, I am right? not. I oh, thank not. God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> By the way, I realized in the office when Michael strangles Dwight Trout, he's yelling, you are the weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> which is a very uh kind of dates that episode but anyway. it does it does but michael yeah. loves dated references that is true yeah you know i'm gonna tell my i'm gonna tell my kids one day there was a show called the weakest link which had a british lady going you are the weakest link goodbye and people <laughs> thought that was hilarious it was a big hit for a while yeah and that sums up the early 2000s that that's all you need to know pretty much uh and then uh nsync had a uh it's going to be May, and that Justin Timberlake meme is going to live on for 30 years. That's what you That's see on gonna, Facebook now, my kids. That meme is going to outlive never, the music of NSYNC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, it might outlast JD's career. We'll see, though. Only time wow. will tell. Wow. Uh, the difference right now between what we did last night, where I had a very sleepy... So we, we tried to record last night. Yeah, we should. Let's go to full disclosure. Let's get into full disclosure. We tried to record did. last night, and I had the sleepiest, most straightforward podcast of my life. It was terrible. <laughs> I was listening back to this, thinking maybe we'll do like a two-part show, the one night and the other. And I was listening back to it. I'm like, this is awful. Garbage. Maybe I'll make it available at some point. Garbanzo beans. I'm just terrible. like, I'm just no. Like, Garbanzo beans are good. Um, I was sitting there. I was like, Steve is so bad tonight. This is the worst he's ever been. Usually just, he's bad, Sabar. So I'm like, this is somehow let's, worse. Let's talk again about why people are still angry about <laughs> Ron Hextall, even though this was months ago he was fired. Why so Why so angry, people? You know, he hasn't ruined four years of your life. You're being dramatic. And then, like, I listen back. That's no good. It's no good. So we're, we're in much better spirits tonight. It's nice. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I think it's uh, I, Steve. I think we're doing pretty well here. I think we're having a good podcast. Gonna pat ourselves on the back thirty minutes. In. That's <laughs> I think we should do that from now on. Just thirty minutes and be like the, thir- the thirty minute check in. How do you think this is going? Going well? I think it's going pretty well. That's. I mean, that's essentially Mark Marin at the end, right? Where he's like, "Is it good for you?" 
Oh, I thought that was just after everything you said. Yeah, the uh, WTF. Are we good? <laughs> no, he, he he says everything WTF at the beginning, and then at the end he goes, are we good? Because he's very neurotic. Okay, I gotcha. I've never listened to that podcast. I guess I'm oh, one of it, like, my people that have not. It can be very interesting sometimes. And sometimes you have to hear all about Mark Marin's neurotic life. All right. Yeah. Is that a daily podcast? I think it's like twice or thrice weekly. Okay. I'll check it out. I what else we're gonna be checking out uh, at the beginning of next season as the Flyers playing over in Prague. I'm pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I'm getting pretty good at these segues, by the way, where we don't talk about when we want to switch topics and I just do it on my own. I, I know what a segue is. So. <laughs> a segue is a a bridge. <laughs> Between topics. Doc Emmerich riding a Segway and crashing. <laughs> and it just wouldn't go! <laughs> oh no! It's just like yelling at the top of his lungs. You know, Doc, I highly would have recommended going slower on that. <laughs> you know, I, I saw that Segway in its youth and it was reckless. <laughs> I could have told you that if you had asked. Uh, Segway uh, produced in 2015. Went to college at Yale, big time Segway. And starts going on that Segways. <laughs> uh, so, Flyers, uh, Flyers and Blackhawks opening the season, the 2019 2020 season in uh, the Prague Czech Republic. And it's a big deal for the Flyers because it is their first game exhibition of regular season that will be played outside of North America. And as I said uh, last week, two weeks ago, to me, it's all the same, because to me, they're on my TV. So it's fun that they're going over there. But, uh, I mean, is, is this a... This game's probably going to be in the afternoon, then? Is that what we're looking at? I don't know how time zones work. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, if it's on the East Coast, I'm lost. You know what I mean? I think everybody agrees with that sentiment. But I I think... Would this be Flyers well before dark? I, yeah, maybe the Flyers... Flyers brunch? No, I don't. I don't know. What it'd I be. mean, I know it's not a big deal to you, but it's a uh, a big deal to some of our favorite flyers, such as uh, Radko Gudis, Jakub Voracek, and of Michael course Neuverth, yeah. Michael Neuverth. Yeah, who uh, I, people are really going to be floored. I can't wait to read Twitter and then talk about the Michael Neuverth extension uh, next week. What if <laughs> what if uh, Fletcher <laughs> just keeps bringing back all these guys? He's like, hey, I'm kidding. I wasn't going to switch anything up. This is funny to me. <laughs> What if he re-signs all the goalies? So he, he re-signs Neuverth, <laughs> Elliott, and Talbot. <laughs> yeah, he trades for Pickard. And he, he brings McKenna up, and he's like, you know what? You're all on the roster. I don't know how I'm going to make it work, but you're all on. Trades Michael Raffle after giving him an extension. Finally trades Ghost, which is what we've been screaming about. Oh, my God. It's about time. Yeah. He's too short to play hockey. Yeah, that's what I... Yes, thank you. It's about time someone said it. Yeah, and, and we're all thinking it. Oh, for the Blackhawks, by the way, David Kampf is uh, from Yurkov, Czech Republic, which is about an hour and a half from Prague. I don't know if it's Yurkov or Jerkov. It's J I R K O V. Well, I'm one Yurkov. of those. <laughs> yeah, let's go with the one that uh, that isn't offensive. <laughs> Well, you know, that could be. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with Yurkov. There's no reason to. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, yeah. He's from Jerkov. 
This is a. I think this is a really grinding some people's gears. But the Flyers haven't opened a game in Philly since the 2013-14 season. Do you care? Uh, I only care if they don't get one next year. I think this is fine because yeah. this is a unique opportunity. I think it'll give a lot of Flyers fans a chance to to get a little bit of a, a destination vacation there. You know, try something yeah. different. Uh, and I think it's an exciting opportunity for both the Czech Republic and some of the players on the Flyers, uh, such as Forecheck and Gudis. Uh, you know, jokes aside, Michael Neuverth will not be here, thankfully. <laughs> no. And if he is, I will try my best to eat a shoe. I, it won't happen, <laughs> I'm telling you now, but I'll try my best. Uh, you know, I'll take a nibble. By the but, way, uh, one of our friends will be eating a hat because of the uh, Joel Therapy signing. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, but oh, I'll explain it to you afterwards. Uh, which I think, which one? I missed that. Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, okay, but the okay. uh, I th- I I think it is pretty cool that they're playing over in the Czech Republic. I, there will be a lot of fanfare about it, and I think because it's the beginning of the season, it'll be pretty interesting and already be excited for the start of the season. So adding this in. It'll be fun, and I think they'll get. I think they'll probably get like they got to get some days off between the game and Prague, and then coming back, right? I mean, I, I imagine they're just playing the next night. Yeah. It's a back-to-back Blackhawks in Prague, and then uh, Maple Leafs in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, the worst calendar or the uh, worst schedule loss ever. Oh wait, wait, no, I think it could get worse. I think it could be back-to-back Blackhawks in Prague, followed by let's say Vancouver Canucks. I was going to say a matinee game in Vancouver. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> Like they don't even they just finish the one game, keep on all their equipment and jerseys, and they just go over to Vancouver to suffer. They load them up in a cargo plane. <laughs> uh, so like I don't really care that they don't open in Philly per se, but I still just something on the East Coast. Like I don't care. Put them in New York to start one of the seasons. I really don't give a shit. Just one that starts at seven, rather than it's like, hey, hockey's back. Stay up until one o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. Like how about we? How about we don't? How about we just feel the excitement? Longtime <laughs> NHL fans in Philadelphia. It is oh, weird though that they keep opening yeah. on the West Coast specifically. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, mean, I agree like, with you. Like I don't really give a shit if it's on the East Coast, but the West Coast is like, like oh yeah, here's a nice uh, San Jose game in the middle of the week for you guys to to start the hockey season. Uh, okay, why? <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. The Flyers just got to get better, and then they'll be. Uh in those primetime slots early in the season. Yeah, and then they can get smoked by the Capitals on opening night. Yeah, sure. I mean, if they were to be the ones that suffered the 7 nothing loss at home, to, or the 7 nothing loss in Washington the start of the season, but it started at 7? Alright. I mean, I'll take it. That's fine by me. 6-1 to one Canadians, by the way, so the dream yeah. is really just, it, it is just Okay, quitter. You guys I'm are all quitters. I'll just tell yeah, you, I'm sticking by this team. I'm absolutely Every, you, You're damn yeah. right. I am. I'm going to stay up late tonight. I'm not going to sleep, and I'm just going to look at ways that the Flyers can attack the the neutral zone presence of the Tampa Bay Lightning. How they can break up zone entries. How they can extend cycles and just outwill the Lightning to win this series in seven. So go ahead and quit. I'm riding and dying with this team. This team that deserves our devoted passion and exuberance. This 2018-19 Flyers with 30 goalies that have played a game uh, and and nobody playing defense. So, 
we'll go with that. I want to talk about the Islanders game though this week. Do you? I did because uh, we uh, worst officiated game of the season. Oh it's yeah, gotta be. easily, easily. It was. I was thinking horrific. it's this one or the Predators one. The the you one know, the Predators one in Philly, but Robert yeah. Hag's stick still hasn't touched that <laughs> Islander. <laughs> yeah, that's. And that leads me to my other question: Like, are, are the Flyers just? Is this the worst year in a while where the Flyers haven't gotten calls? Because I am usually not the one that bitches about refs, but the Hag thing—that's the second time that has happened this year to Hag. He has not high stick somebody. I mean, if you ask some fans, somebody. Oh yeah, and but they get if the you double minor for it. If you ask some fans, the Flyers have never gotten the calls. Always, and the refs yeah. have hated the Flyers since 1974. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, to some fans, this is just how it always has been and always will be. But uh, at least as far as my recent memory goes, this is definitely the worst I can remember between those two games and just uh, some of the general nonsense. But that that game in particular just had two just horrific missed three. calls. Or three, yeah, because yeah. Uh, they, they tried to kill Sean Couturier and they were just like, that's yeah, fine, boys will yeah, be boys. Matt Martin boarded Couturier and the rest were like, they're just out here, dudes being guys, guys being dudes, it's all good, don't worry about it. And Couturier missed the start of the third period. I think he came back like halfway through. And then the third period, Ryan Harmon gets laid out by Scott Mayfield, uh, and then Mayfield falls into his own goalie. Is dudes being guys being dudes being guys an indie rock song? Yeah, it's by um, it's by Blur, right? The Thermals. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, Blur. More people know Blur. Yeah, we'll go with Blur. <laughs> dudes being How old is guys? Blur? Because they've had songs pretty old, out pretty old since like 1950 something. I think that's always been the goal song for about the probably every NHL team at one point in time. Honestly. <laughs> still out there's gotta be still out there for somebody I don't know who bet you like the fucking senators still use it I'm gonna look it up yeah. you you keep ranting about this game and I'll find out who's still using uh, the song so, too and then the uh, Harmon gets taken out He Harmon gets interfered with Mayfield initiated the contact takes him down uh, Harmon is the only one to get called for interference not even a 4 on 4 and then Jake Forachek goes, that doesn't seem right or something. And the ref gives him two minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct. So a 5-on-3 comes out of a situation where there should not have been. As a Flyers fan who saw a Flyer get interfered with, if they had not called a penalty, I think it would have been fine. Like, there wasn't even enough there for Mayfield's contact on, on Hartman to be considered a penalty. But the fact that it went the other way and it was a 5-on-3 for a full two minutes is, is pretty absurd saying this season is we we just spent last week talking about the suspensions too we talked about the jake forjack suspension as compared to anthony mantha doing the same thing that matt martin just did the sean couturier on claude drew and it goes without a penalty uh nolan patrick getting boarded from behind by curtis gabriel but they called that a penalty on the ice it was just a one game suspension and uh i i don't know the the predators game uh, earlier in the season, where Michael Pro or uh, Ivan Provorov, Michael Provorov, Ivan Provorov pushed the ref, and then Couturier got laid out later in the game, and there was a bunch of other really questionable calls, and the Flyers had to kill off like one forty of a five on three. I, I just feel like there's been a lot more times this season where we collectively are wondering what's going on with the officiating, and it's oh, not yeah. like. There is, and, like you said before, there are some fans that, you know, that's just like a, that's not just a Flyers thing. That's a, 
fan thing in general. Like there are just segments of fan bases that believe the refs are always out against their team. But this right, year, right. these are just like egregious. Like I think fans from other teams are like, "What the hell is that about?" And there's been like five or six incidents this year where it's just been insane. Those three, like uh, the three incidents from that Islanders game, those could be things you could bring up in August, and people will be like, "Oh yeah, what game was that?" And we'll remember it because they were so, like, they were just bad. That's how bad they were. That's my stance. Did what'd you look up again? Oh, uh, how long's Blur been around? Oh no, I was looking up what teams are using oh, song oh, too. Oh, yeah. And you said the Ottawa Senators, and uh, I think the Ottawa Senators use <laughs> use song too. I know, like, because the, every year they're like, "What bands or what teams playing this after a goal?" And I saw one team, and I forgot which one. And I was like, "It's got to be the Senators." That feels very feels very much like a Senators thing to do to play the most generic song ever. <laughs> Although, I mean, I enjoy it. Whatever but, the Flyers yeah. play. Yeah, it's, I'll take whatever the Flyers play right now. I mean, I, the, the, whatever the Flyers have right now is just kind of like there. It's not really offensive to me, but it's not really like, it's not inspiring either. It's just kind of like, yeah. this is a, this is a, this is music. Yeah, I used to not be the biggest fan of Duke, but now, Honestly, I still and this is going to be an unpopular opinion because a lot Uh of people love dupe, but uh, I don't know. I never felt right with dupe because that was the the unions thing. And I really didn't. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was ever really a flyers thing. Okay, All right. That's fair. (sighs) And you interviewed Danny Breeze and here you are. I know. And I should have asked him about that. I should have opened up with like, first off. How dare you? <laughs> By the way, the uh, the NBC is showing the push for the playoffs for the Metropolitan Division, Metropolitan Division, and the Flyers are not in the in the picture for it. In case you're, so NBC is also a bunch of quitters. Quitters, like quitters, quitters. That's all right. The Flyers and I will show you doubters wrong in a couple of weeks when we're in Tampa Bay. Sure, they'll be down 9 nothing in the second period, but I'll be laughing at all of you for doubting us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got here? What, uh, what, what, what are we talking about? Do you want to make fun of... Uh, you want to make fun of Bob Nicholson and the, uh, the Oilers situation? Why not? Well, first of all, we should start with, according to Jeremy Rutherford of The uh, Athletic, he covers the, the St. Louis Blues. Shirelli has watched two straight games with Doug Armstrong, the GM of uh, the Blues, in the Blues management booth, and is apparently about to land a role with the organization. So Peter Shirelli, who we all saw uh, handle the Oilers for the last few years, another organization saw that. Boy, was like, yeah, boy, did we see that? <laughs> They're like, yeah, let's do this. Let's bring him in. the The, the Blues, who are, you know, maybe not the best start to the season, uh, but they were expected to be pretty good coming into this season, and they are going into the playoffs now pretty strong. Uh, why bring them in? I it's just it's annoying how much of uh, the league is just pretty much an old boys network now, and it's the same shit with Dean Lombardi. Dean Lombardi now. I mean, not now, yeah, forever. But I mean, like Dean Lombardi. I think, 
just sometimes you get you know harsh reminders about it but yeah, yeah it, it, the it, league it, is very much an old boys network yeah it's well, I, I like Dean Lombardi still with the Flyers Dean Lombardi who isn't he staying with the Flyers too like isn't that being uh oh I, I heard something that he was staying with the Flyers yeah there's there's been no news of him getting cleared out or anything so yeah, I mean, he's not going anywhere. And he didn't really, he left the Kings in the situation they're in now, which is bad. Not, not a good situation. So that's it's not great. Yeah, that's fun, I guess. But so knowing that the Oilers are what they are, uh, Bob Nicholson, the owner of the Oilers, CEO of the Oilers, somebody very important to the Oilers who should maybe throw his weight around more, uh, had this to say about Tobias Reeder, who is. Uh, third liner at best on the Oilers, who was signed for one year and has only been there for one year, which I think is the important reminder. So, quote Toby Reader, first of all, Toby, so he had to put the hockey nickname on it. Uh, so, quote Toby Reader will not be signed by the Edmonton Oilers at the end of the year. Toby Reader was a player that other teams wanted. He came here for one year because he wanted to play with Leon Dreisaitl, who he plays with on the German national team. He thought if he wasn't playing with Leon, he'd be playing with Connor, he'd score 15 to 16 goals. And instead of making two million, he'd sign a four-year deal at three and a half million. Toby Reader hasn't scored a goal. Toby Reader has missed so many breakaways. If Toby Reader would have scored <laughs> ten or twelve goals, we'd probably be in the playoffs. Now, oh, I, that's quote, what it goes down to. I and by the way, it, I just want to say before you go off, uh, Toby Reader has missed so many breakaways. Sounds like the is, intro to like a joke, like a stand-up comedian's joke. How many breakaways has he missed? <laughs> Each, I was gonna say that might actually be my favorite. Everybody's, everybody's, you know, going off on that. If Toby Reader scored ten or twelve goals, he'd probably be in the playoffs. Yeah, because it's batshit insane. And if you're the Oilers CEO, that's fucking nuts. Like to actually say that in public in front of other people is nuts. But this, the line Toby Reader has missed so many breakaways is just. I think that that hits home for me more. I think that just cracks me up more because it sounds like. He just sounds like a bro running a team. He's like, uh, he's missed so many breakers, bro. Like, I don't know. He's just, can, there's no numbers. It's just like, he's missed so many. Can you so read many. it like a bro? <laughs> read it like a bro? Toby Reader has missed so many breakaways, bro. End quote. Uh, but like, bro, Toby Reader will not be signed <laughs> by the Edmonton Oilers at the end of the year, bro. Toby Reader was a bro. player that other teams wanted. Okay, apparently, bro, whatever. He came here for one year because he wanted to play with Leon Dreisaitl, who plays uh, with them on the German national team or something. I don't know. But he thought if he wasn't playing with Leon, he'd be playing with Cotter, and he'd score like 15 to 16 goals. Sure. Okay. Uh, instead of making two mil, he'd make like four-year deal, I don't know, three and a half. Uh, Toby Reader has not scored a goal. Toby Reader has missed so many breakaways, bro. You don't even know. You don't even know how many breakaways he's missed. And... It Toby Reader, it scored 10 to 12 goals. We'd probably be in the playoffs. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I'd love to be in the playoffs and we're not because of Toby. So thanks, Toby, you, you penis. So have you looked? I put down three stats to just dunk. I mean, but there's no reason to dunk it on further, but we will because the, the Oilers are funny to me. Did you look at the three stats I put down here? I'm going to ask. I have not you. yet. Okay. I have not yet. This will be the 10th possible year, or, or out of the last 10 years, if the Oilers were to get the first overall pick this year, how many firsts would they have had over the last 10 years? How many... How many firsts would they have had over the last 10 years? 
Yeah, how many first overall picks? Like first overall in the draft. Uh, three? They This would be their fifth. If they were to get Jack Hughes, it would be their fifth first Jeez. overall. Yeah. So, again, if Toby just scored, you know, 10, 12 goals, we'd be in completely. Milan Lucic uh, has four more years at $6 million cap hit each season. He's played 73 games this year. How many goals and how many points does he have, Steve? Lucic? 73 games. This year? Four more years, yeah. Four more years, $6 million cap hit each year. I mean, he's, he's got to have, like, at least eight goals, right? He's got five goals. Oh, my God. At 18 points. <laughs> he's got 18 points in 73 games. This fucking putz is going out there playing with Tobias Reader. Yeah, it's 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 Tobias Reader's fault. It's definitely not. And then the, cheeches. La- the last one is he signed me. They signed Miko Koskinen, uh, the goalie that pushed Cam Talbot out for uh, three more years at uh, $4.5 million a season. 908 save percentage this season in 49 games. That's the guy they locked down. And it, Listen, when you get a, a 908 with that defense, you got to lock it down. <laughs> yeah, just the best. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to, uh, the other thing of uh, old hockey guys going nuts was uh, Brian Burke dunking on the 98-99 Canucks team. I forget who tweeted this at me, but they, they sent a video. He was on uh, TSN. I think TSN, yeah. Uh, and he said that at the breakup party for that season, he told every guy to, you know, make sure you say goodbye to each teammate because they may not be here next season. <laughs> and then I think David Amber was uh, on the doing the, the piece with him, and he was like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah, I didn't like that team. I hated that team. Sometimes when you trade a player, you feel bad about it. But I couldn't wait to get rid, rid of some of them. <laughs> so that's uh, just Brian Burke teeing off of his old team from like two decades ago. Uh, Garth Consummate pro sure. to the end. Consummate pro that Brian Burke. <laughs> Garth Snow, Donald Brashear, and Trent Clatt were on that team. Oh, all so Flyers good, legends. So. Uh, Brian Burke's having like if the Hurricanes lost. Yeah, Trent Clatt got traded that year. Trent Clatt, of course, the, uh, of nice. the famous uh, Fly Purbly golf tournament, the Trent Clatt Invitational. Yeah. 121st year this year? Uh, 122nd, so get oh, your tickets. Okay. Get yeah. your tickets. This is a, goes to a great charity. It's the uh, Stephen Craig Foundation. And uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's pretty much whatever spare change you have, so I can go get Taco Bell. That's what the foundation is for. Look, the, the do isn't going to do itself. Yes, thank you. Uh, and I've been trying to say that. But, uh, do you want to... Uh, a lot of people, speaking of getting things added at them... Uh, bunch of people tweeted this Owen Wilson fact at us. I want to say four people? Uh, and do, do you want me to go through it? Oh, please do. I'm, please. Trying, I'm trying to fire this off here so you can go, uh, go to bed because I know you're tired. Michigan, <laughs> I appreciate the, that. A state that drains people's souls, Michigan. Uh, according <laughs> Is that to... what it's called? I mean, at, <laughs> yeah. least, at least, you know, Red Wings fans. <laughs> Well, yeah, they had a good run, and then they got tired out. So. And they got tired out, and then they decided to sign every old guy to impossibly long contracts. Yeah, it's working out. It's almost like uh, Dean Lombardi ran that team for a while. <laughs> According to the at drunk Jake, Owen Wilson has made around $217,838,000 from his movies. He averages around 3,500 words per movie in 47 movies. That's about $1,324 per word. Wow was 102 of those words. Owen Wilson has made roughly $135,072 from saying wow. Wow. So I like that 
Wow. Twofold. I, so first off, yeah, a lot of math there. I was going to say, I feel like we've made about $1.35 off of saying wow in Owen Wilson's voice. <laughs> That's probably true. And we are going to get our nutsuit off by Owen Wilson in the near future for just... Oh, yeah. He he is listening right now, and he's like, you know, I really got to get this 132 or 135 from this, uh, this, this Stephen Craig fellow. Why are they talking about Phil Veroni, said Owen Wilson, about a Flyers podcast. <laughs> Big Phil Veroni. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, wow, well, that's a guy who really tries hard out there. <laughs> hey, I see him with the puck. Yeah, wow. That's by Owen Wilson, by the way. Owen Wilson loves fringe NHL players, just guys that barely. You could Big wake Jordan up. Jordan and- Wheel fan yeah. for a few years now. <laughs> he loves Taylor Lear. He's keeping tabs on Taylor Lear. He's got like an authentic Rochester, yeah. He's got an authentic Peter White jersey. <laughs> he, I mean, he was losing his mind last week to Justin Bailey. Who, by the way, Justin Bailey just got re, uh, reassigned again. He's in the AHL. Oh, that's okay because uh, no, I just, just heard he's that he's back. back up. Yeah, he's got. You're right. He, you're you broke the news. He's back up. Look at that. Oh, oh, sorry. I got to break more news. He is back down. That poor guy. And apparently he traveled each time that he heard the news, which is, I mean, fuck that, right? I, I would be like, you guys. If I was him, I'd invest in a helicopter service. That was that was Kelly's joke when I, I don't know why we're going to give her credit now because she doesn't listen. But she liked <laughs> the picture that, uh, yeah, I think she said that last week, didn't she? With that, uh, Did she? I, well, I'm stealing jokes again. Here yeah, we, yeah we just got to steal. Well, we're already stealing the Owen Wilson content, so. Uh, stealing Owen Wilson content, stealing jokes like Dane Cook. We're just monsters. <laughs> Carlos, what do you think Carlos Mencia is doing right now? Stealing jokes. Yeah, probably. That was his, I mean, Joe Rogan dumped on him, right? And I then started his own podcast. Don't recall, the Joe Rogan probably. Story. Yeah. By the way, there's another office joke. was uh, uh, Michael Scott said that he enjoys anything that Joe Rogan does. And it was supposed to be a joke. Because at the time, all he did was Fear Factor. And then he went on to have a pretty big podcast. So that was a... Th- this is this is me explaining office jokes. Which I That's think our, would be... Our new podcast is, <laughs> is Craig Explains Office Jokes. Just me then, just well, really drawing our, out explanations for... Uh, for it's uh, our office pod- podcast where you explain Michael Scott jokes. And then... I go on rants about how shitty Gabe is for about 45 <laughs> oh, yeah. minutes each episode. Actually, you know, we can't talk about that because Jake, we don't have to. We don't have to. I was to. just going to, I was just, we, we don't, I was just going to bring up the Jake did, uh, if, if people on Flyers Twitter were characters on The Office and he no, said, no room for, no room for me. Yeah. Just, so yeah. suck it, first of all. And then secondly, he said that I was the Kevin Malone. So ask yourself, would you rather not be involved or would you rather be the Kevin Malone? Would you rather not oh, be involved, or would you rather be the guy who's best known for spilling a pot of chili <laughs> say, all that's... over a carpet? Yeah, I mean, getting Kevin Malone is kind of, you know, but at least I'm not, I'm just happy I wasn't Gabe. I think you could have given me anybody else on The Office, so I'm just happy I wasn't, I wasn't Gabe. Like, you would rather be Joe Bennett with her giant dogs. Well, and that was like literally her only defining character trait was that she had big dogs. Yeah, joke did kind of suck too. The se- the series definitely did take a dip when they showed up those two. Y- so you'd rather be Robert California. I think I'd rather be Robert California. Yeah, 
I, I, I would Gabe? even rather be than Gabe. I'd rather even be D'Angelo Vickers, who <laughs> is it, actually Will Ferrell had a couple moments like when he when he sticks his he starts like sticking his fists into the cake going like, no, you won't eat that cake. <laughs> it's like throwing it in the trash. That's actually great. Yeah, that's pretty good. Too. He, uh, Gabe is just he's just a, a creep. He's just a creep. Like weird. if I yeah. if I did have an office podcast, I would dedicate at least five minutes a week to just trashing the character of Gabe because he's just terrible. We could do that. We could just add another. I mean, we got to make up for uh, got to make up for the empty void that we all have now from the batch update being absent. Yeah. Although I heard there well, is maybe a maybe right. summer reps will you know maybe summer reps will just have uh, yeah. Stephen Craig uh, discuss what they're watching in pop culture. Well, I mean, do you know that? So I was told there was a Bachelorette coming up this season. Is that true? I don't know. I think that's the beauty of us doing the batch update. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Do I, I don't know, know these yeah. things. I, I know Game of Thrones is back soon. I can talk about Game of Thrones. I have Bachelorette. No, I, I can't talk about that. That's what your brother's here for to tell us the stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. We'll figure out something. Uh, I did. So we have around the league left. And there are yeah, a couple. And we have a game. Well, the game is folded into around the league because okay. a couple of milestones and, were hit. Before we get into that, I just wanted to quickly thank your brother for the uh, wonderful uh, fly purpley memes he's uh, produced. Lately. Oh yeah, he he has produced some uh, some uh, some tangy tent. So I'll uh, maybe I'll share those pretty soon. We'll see. I don't know if he wants uh, how many he wants getting out there, but nothing bad. Well, you know, nothing yeah, yeah. bad. It's just mostly about trips to Flavor Town. Yeah, pretty much just every Kai Fieri and uh, going on about that, but. Uh, I so over the the game this week it's only three questions, four questions yeah four questions, but it's all related to around the league because a, a couple of players hit milestones and I was going to ask you about who is your daddy and what does he do? So Arnold Schwarzenegger, kindergarten cop. So I'm one for one. Uh, <laughs> question number one: uh, Henrik Lundqvist was the third goalie in NHL history to play fifty thousand minutes uh, this week. Or to eclipse that total. We didn't actually play 50,000 minutes this week. That feels impossible. But who are the well, other he's two old. Goal- he can't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he needs a rest. Who are the other two goalies in NHL history who have played 50,000 minutes or more? Fat Marty. Marmodor is first with 74,439. The second one. Seems difficult. It's uh, it's not a goalie that would come to your mind initially, and he's a little bit older. He is not Grant Fuhrer. No, a little bit older than that. Do you want to guess one more? Or do you want me to just tell you? It's it's a little hard. Older than Grant Fuhrer? I believe so. Yes. Uh, he played. Can... I think he only right. played with one team. Uh, he had a famous. Br- uh, his brother was a really good hockey player too. Won a couple cups with the Bruins in the. I just laid on me. Tony Esposito, fifty-two thousand seven hundred forty-six. Uh, so big surprise though for well, you got one for two. I'll give you that. Uh, Sedano Chara, second question, which has two questions. Uh, Sedano Chara became became the twenty-second D man ever to score two hundred goals. There's one other active defenseman with over two hundred goals, two hundred and two. Who is that defenseman? One other active defenseman with 200 goals? Yes. Besides 
Zidane Chara. Freak of Nature, yeah. Zidane Chara. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Canadian. Canadian. That's not Eric Carlson. Not Eric Carlson, <laughs> yeah. Not Eric Carlson. Uh, uh, he has played or could be playing for a Canadian team this season. That doesn't help me. He uh, is Canadian. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. He, I don't want to give... I mean, the next clue I have is going to give it away. All right, all right, all right. I'm trying to think of old. He's old, right? Older, yeah. Older. He's older. Okay. Wait, that he's old, but he still has a lot of contract left. <laughs> so is he on the Kings? Is it Dion Phaneuf? No. I didn't think it was He's not on the, the Kings. Who is it? Shea Weber. Oh. Oh, Shea Weber, yeah, former but, Flyer great. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just going to go with future former Flyers, and you would have got Shea Weber immediately. Now, the other question is, five D-men have scored 300 goals in NHL history. Can you name them? These are all big-name defensemen, and I don't think any of them are too surprising, but one of them kind of gets glossed over sometimes. Because he plays oh. for a... Well, we played for a great franchise at the time, but they are now pretty much a joke. Or I still think they're a joke. All right, so five demon, three hundred goals ever. Uh, Mark Howe? Mark Howe, not up there. Not up there. Okay. Uh, okay. Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey, the second, three hundred ninety-six. I was just going to say former former flyer. Former flyer. Uh, uh, this play. One of them played the. Well, I mean, I can't really. <laughs> One of them has the greatest calls of all time, uh, pretty much. Oh, Bobby Orr. No, actually, Bobby Orr didn't score, according to this, according to what I wrote down, Bobby Orr did not score 500, or uh, 300 goals, I mean. Let me check that out. That feels wrong. It does feel wrong. This is, I'm going based on hockey wrong. reference, so let me, uh, let me check that out. Hockey reference is usually pretty good. Though. Yeah. All right, you check into that, I'll keep guessing, yeah. so... Well, Bobby the only Orr, one I've got so far is Paul Coffey. Yeah, Bobby Orr played 657 games. So in those 657 games, 270 goals, 915 points. So if he had kept playing, yeah. But uh, yeah, not quite 300 goals. Um, one of them played his entire career entire career with one NHL team. Uh, and it's a team that's currently in the Flyers division. Another one, I believe. What about Al McInnes? Al McInnes, I was just about to describe that one. Al McInnes, great, great shot. What a yeah. shot on that guy. Uh, so <laughs> Chris Pronger's not one of them, is he? Uh, no. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. In awe at the shot on this lad. Uh, there, so there's three more. Uh, I really, the one that's first with 410, I really can't. I, I don't know what to say that won't give him away. No, I got you. I got you. I got you. The other one is currently a coach in the NHL. Ooh. The other and the last one had uh, the same last name as a famous goalie, and that goalie's first name was also that of a popular uh, cartoon cat. (laughs) (laughs) A popular. Cartoon cat. <laughs> so start going. Actually, you know what? Let's work back. So is Marmaduke. No, think of some famous cats. It's not Marmaduke. No, it's not Marmaduke. 
I, I know Marmaduke's not a cat for the record. Uh, I do not want anybody to at me with that because if you do, you're blocked. Goalie also fought uh, a future GM in the league. Fought a future GM. The goalie with the cat's the name. <laughs> Is it? It's, it's got to be Garfield or Heathcliff, right? No, there's another one. There's another cat. I, and this is all stuff I'm going to feel like an idiot for, for missing. <laughs> it's so really, I'm brain dead. Well, I'm really like, do you want me to tell you one of the two, one of the other three you're missing? I mean, you can tell me all of them at this point. Okay. And I'm okay with it. So the last one with 310 is Dennis Potvin. Dennis Potvin, ah, Felix Potvin. Felix the Felix cat. Felix the cat. I got okay. you. Yeah. Okay. Current NHL coach. American. You don't want to take a, one more guess of this? Coach of a team that is free-falling. Uh, to the seller of the league uh, when they were pretty much, they had a 10 game winning streak, I believe, this year. Not Tom Petty. Tom Petty's never played in the NHL. I don't think he's ever played in the NHL. Never checked. But He did not. Okay. He did not. I, I, I checked that on TomPettyFacts.org. <laughs> uh, Phil Fullhousley, uh, 330. Ah, yes, goals, yes, yeah. yes. And then the first one with 410 goals. I mean, you got to. Uh, he played for two teams in his career, one for like a season and a half. Adam Foot. I mean, the, think of that team. Think of that guy winning a Stanley. Like, oh, Ray Bork. Ray Bork. Ray Bork. <laughs> Ray Bork. Bork, Bork, Bork. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Um, Adam Foot, legendary defenseman. Adam Denmark. For the Avalanche. Greatest defense. Adam Denmark. <laughs> Chris Terrian. Uh, and then the last one, Barry Trotz became the fourth NHL coach to coach 1,600 regular season games. Who are the other three? 1,600 regular season? Yep. Uh, one of them. Is Quenville one? Joel Quenville is one of them. 1,636. Scotty Bowman? Scotty Bowman is the first with 2,141. Again, this one. Uh, he, <laughs> I don't I'm just going to give it to you. It's Al Arbor. I was going to say it's the same shitty uh, dynasty that happened in the 80s with Dennis Potvin, but that would have been giving you too much. Well, like... You know, Steve, I'm going to give you a clue. It's your favorite holiday. St. <laughs> Al's Day. Everybody loves it. Okay. Let's do it around the league. St. Al's Day. <laughs> not not Arbor Day. St. Al's Day. Hey, you're in Michigan, and we talked about Al Arbor. Ann Arbor? Yeah. See, that's a, that's a pretty bad. That's yeah, you get it. Let's move on. Uh, around the league, John Cooper got a multi year extension today. Nobody knows for how long. Uh, the internet won't tell Cooper. <laughs> Hanging with Mr. John Cooper. Injuries, uh, Valtteri Fethler is out four weeks with a shoulder injury. And if you think the Islanders, uh, you know, aren't in trouble or that they're going to fall flat on their face in the playoffs, apparently this is a big deal. And in his place, a person named Tanner Fritz is going to fill in for him. So good luck. Tanner Fritz. And I believe Andrew Ladd is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. So it's looking good. Islanders are hitting the, the playoffs in stride here. <laughs> they're they're going to look great in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, gonna... well, it's all because they're missing Philip right now. Yeah, it's they Phil can on Philip. Yeah, yeah. Philip is going to write the ship. It's going to be fine. <laughs> they got it. Let me tell yeah, you. I don't know what you guys Lou, are about. Lou knows what he's doing. Lou knows what he's doing. Jesus, I can't believe that franchise lucked into Barry Trotz like yeah. that because... 
<laughs> it's Barry Trout and goaltending. Like, that's what it's been. And it's uh, <laughs> one of those things, uh, you know, you got to look at if Barry Trout's is a good coach. Yes. Or if uh, the uh, if you don't believe in the Robin Lehner-Thomas Grice tandem, which, don't get me wrong, those guys are fine. They are seem to be above average goalies, but like best goalie tandem in the league? Like, putting like, a team on their back when... and carrying them to almost winning the division? Good. I don't know about that. You know when Tom Cruise does that, like, you know, disbelief Risky laugh business. thing? Where yeah. he's like, <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> what do you think Tom Cruise is doing right now? He's probably running. <laughs> is it a reference to the Family Guy episode or no? No. Okay, good. The good. I was there will sure. be no... There will be no references okay, to Family Guy episodes sure. on this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> just good day, I sir. I want to make sure. Yeah, just yeah. No, it's it's just Tom Cruise is known for always, always running. running in films. Always running. Sure possible so he's, seven. He's, he's, he's likely yeah. running or brainwashing somebody into Scientology at the moment. Yeah. One of those two things. Brainwashing is a hard word. Uh, a member of the Scientology Church, but anyway, Michael Campbell. Well, and now, I, <laughs> guess what? Breaking news: being sued by Scientology right now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, fly purpley, and oh, we're we're owned by Scientology now. Zenu <laughs> owns us, so good night and good Zenu. <laughs> Michael Kempney's out definitely with a leg injury. Uh, Jasper Fast, who battled uh, through a shoulder injury for three months, is finally shut down for the rest of the season. You know, if I was Jasper Fast, and I was playing for the Rangers, and I had I'd a, get a new shoulder name. injury for three months, I'd have been like, "Hey guys." We're not making the playoffs. Can I please sit the fuck down? Because this hurts. I feel like I would not have played through all those games, but I'm I'm not him nor the Rangers. Also, yes, uh, Jesper Fast, like I said earlier in the year, when he gets a leg injury, becomes Jesper Slow. Thank you. You can uh, you can share that tweet. You can tell your family and friends. Uh, Andrew Vasilevsky had a 54-save win over the Caps on Wednesday. One of five 50-save games this season. Another, He's not good. Another one was uh, the infamous Matt Murray 50 saves game against the Flyers and that 4-1 to loss against the Penguins on February 11th, where he got helped with one of those saves when the ref blew the whistle about a minute too early. So, fuck it, I guess. Uh, Alexander Georgiev has a season high 55 saves and a win he had over the Maple Leafs on February 10th, and also Vasilevsky faced the most amount of shots with uh, 58 in that win. Yanni Gort suspended two games for his hit to the head on Jordan Stahl. Uh, Chara, who we were just talking about, signed a one-year extension for a $2 million cap hit. Jimmy Howard signed a one-year extension for a $4 million cap hit. Um, Austin Watson has is on long-term injury loan to the Milwaukee Admirals. And then I wanted to talk about uh, oh, uh, Brayden Holpe, Devontae Smith-Pelly, and Brett Connolly did not attend the White House uh, visit uh, for the Capitals yesterday. I want to talk about Brady Kiefer real quick, who signed his ELC this week and might make an NHL debut by the end of the season. Uh, he was drafted, I think, two years ago. Uh, but he was drafted. Uh, he, he grew up in uh, Cross Lake community, which is uh, indigenous peoples, and they're about 10 hours north of Winnipeg. And the community had a lot of teenage suicides and a lot of attempted teenage suicides back in 2016. And uh, it's pretty much... It's apparently like a pretty broken down town, not a lot of hope, and seems pretty, you know. Keeper has managed to somehow make his way to the NHL, all of that. So there's a lot of 
A lot of stuff it's a great about story. That. Yeah, there, uh, yeah, TSN, I think uh, Frank Cervelli wrote about it and can explain a lot better than what I just attempted to do right there. So it, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty it's, cool story. And like Jordan and Tutu cool commenting story, on yeah. it. And there's uh, yeah. the whole big thing. But uh, I, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely that check that out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a couple. There, there's that, and we also didn't touch oh, yeah. on this, but uh, the Justin Bailey story. Yeah, we should also, touch on just, the Justin uh, Bailey story real quick. Uh, yeah. So apparently, a couple weeks ago, uh, Roshan Brown Hall, who was a, in high school, he was a player for the Amherst Knights in Amherst, New York. Uh, he's learning he had to deal with racial taunts during a game against the Chitowaga Warriors, uh, and. Not going to go into what the players are saying or doing, and there's video out there if you really want to go look for it. But uh, Justin Bailey apparently also played for the same team that Roshan Brown Hall played for, and uh, he reached out to him to, you know, kind of make sure everything was all right and kind of like walk him through the whole situation and everything. And uh, Bailey had this to say to, I believe I got this from Emily Rowland at the Philly Voice, but uh, he said, quote, no kids should have to go through that. No kids should have to worry about going to the rink or playing a game and thinking about anything, but playing a sport that they love. I think there comes a point in time when they, when you have to put your foot down, especially nowadays when the emphasis is on, emphasis is on everybody being equal. So it's nice that, I mean, Billy stood up for the kid and reached out to him. And uh, I'm sure. It's really nice and it's really great. And I, I, I think, what I really like here is that he's saying uh, there comes a point in time where you have to put your foot down, especially nowadays when the emphasis is on everybody being equal. And it goes back to what we were talking about with the inexcusable language. Yeah, the Morgan a few Riley weeks ago, right? Yeah. yeah, the Morgan. Well, you know, uh, quote unquote Morgan yeah. Riley, but you know, whatever. Um, this kind of stuff is inexcusable. We cannot stand for this. And if you see people doing this stuff, you got to say something. You cannot allow people to tarnish the game to it tarnish just people's lives like this i mean it is yeah. so vastly well, that, unfair yeah. that you ruin somebody's experience somebody's love for this game this great game uh by and just it's vastly unfair on every level that you call somebody a name like this what right do you have to be a piece of shit like that yeah to reach out and just well in this incident like, too why why do people feel the need to still do this i don't understand it and just like people just freaking pieces of garbage just stop it and if you see somebody doing this say something do not just sit back and let this happen and this is a the video incident too kind of speaks to i think i said with the riley thing because again you don't really know if it's him uh because of the didn't actually get video of him saying it so it could have been anybody but i think the lead to extent kind of uh didn't really follow up and do too much uh, legwork in the figuring out who actually said it and how they can kind of correct it. And apparently what happened here was this incident happened a while ago. And there's video of play. Like you can point out players on the opposition that were completing these racial taunts. And uh, Ro- uh, Roshan's father apparently talked to the league and was like, can't we do anything about this? Because it's pretty fucked up. And they're like, ah, oh, well, you know, we don't really have enough evidence or anything. And then when Roshan went to the local papers and everything, that's when disciplinary action was actually taken. So, again, this could have been, you know, I was saying it the other week with the Morgan Rally stuff. Like, I think this kind of shit happens all the time. But really, it only gets brought to light and talked about when somebody actually gets caught. And I think this is a 
unfortunately an example of that. So, but yeah. I mean, Justin Bailey, well, you know, he's a, you know, I, you know, he's not really maybe the biggest difference maker on the ice, but he seems to be doing pretty good work in the community. That looks based on this. So we'll see if, uh, I mean, we'll see what he has, what what the Flyers have in store for him. See if he's coming back. Yeah, but but you wanna you wanna continue to see diversity yeah, in the yeah. game. You wanna continue to see uh, young black players really uh, embrace the game and continue to play it. And it, it, I just can't understand why people are still doing this crap in the year 2019. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And I mean, I'm really glad Bailey reached out and said something and just. It just breaks your heart to continue to see this stuff. So, you know, keep fighting the good fight, everybody out there, and uh, don't let this this stuff stand. Yes. Now, switching gears, uh, Brad Marchand made fun of Joe Haggerty this week, so I think that would be a uh, a good segue. Everybody, look. The enemy of of my enemy is my friend. I was going to say, speaking of equality, it doesn't matter what gender, race, whatever you are and however you identify, we can all make fun of Joe Haggerty for his analysis of the Boston Bruins and, and Brad Marchand, uh, who apparently is becoming my favorite player. Just uh, tweeted this out. Joe Haggerty of uh, NBC sports, Boston had a game recap tweet last week. And in the tweet, I mean, let's not forget, you know, before we, we go into this, uh, Marchand's still the guy who licks people. That's a bonus for me. Uh, so he was, <laughs> that, that's not a bonus. That's pretty gross, but the uh, Bruins won five nothing, and then Joe Haggerty put in the tweet: "Are the Bruins better without Tory Krug in the lineup?" Which you know, it's kind of funny that a beat writer or a section of the fan base is asking if a smaller, mobile blue liner it makes it somehow makes the team worse. Which uh, I find <laughs> interesting. And Marshawn responded with, "Really makes you think." <laughs> Uh, Marshawn responded with, what kind of garbage is this, Hags? You don't even watch the games. You just stand at the snack bar the whole time. Funny, because Joe Haggerty's had some really, really piss-poor opinions over the years. I mean, the the Tory Krug one, I didn't even know about until I saw the people retreating the Marshawn one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to see him. It's nice to know he's getting he's getting dunked on, because, man, he's he's a... Uh, He's real annoying. Also, I wanted to. I want. I had a few people tweet at me this week uh, about how I I forget what we were talking about, Steve. But you you mentioned somebody taking off their skate and stabbing somebody, and of course, I was thinking of Happy Gilmore. And, of course. Um, and I said Billy Madison, and both are wrong. Everybody knows that that was from Little Nicky. So I just wanted to get that out there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Along with the great quote, uh, you remember the Gator that took my. It took my hand. Well, I got his eye, which is from Big Daddy. Which, of course, is from Big Daddy, yeah. So, uh, But next week, we'll talk about how Mr. Deeds, uh, Adam Sandler, had to go back to school so he could get his dad's company. It's a whole thing. But we'll, we'll break that down next week. We'll break that down next week. Yeah. You know, but, the... By the way, I saw Mr. Deeds on TV <laughs> this week. I'm sorry. They used Crash in the Me by Dave Matthews Band twice on that soundtrack. Twice? Because they were like, you know what? We gotta hit this up again because people loved it the first. <laughs> They're like the reception of the first time around. Little baby. <laughs> I think your your Dave Matthews impression is one of my favorites. Uh, one of my favorites out there, just because it's that one little line. <laughs> little baby. 
<laughs> the official music, the Fly Purpley soundtrack is one that you should burn. <laughs> soundtrack is like six songs long, and it's about a minute in total. <laughs> That's the it's got Stain. It's got Limp Bizkit. It's got DMP. It's got Dave Matthews. It's got a loop of Guy Fieri. Just saying. Chewing Flavor food. Town. <laughs> Chewing food. It's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> what is that, uh, paprika? It's around the league, Stephen. That is, we got this. Uh, we got this podcast nice and short, and people are gonna love it. Just yeah. So here comes um, forty-five minutes of discussing the legacy of Ron Hextall. But no, we're <laughs> actually done, and uh, we will be back with. Uh, with more madness next week when I'm back on my home setup in my home state. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening and, uh, glad we are still able to put something out this week and not the one where I sound extremely tired and about to pass out at any second. Yeah. I'm going to stop annoying my, uh, my, I guess, wall mates, whatever. I don't know. What Who cares? It. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, if you have any feedback for us, uh, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu. You can find Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yeah, and uh, this week I believe I'm filling in for Bill on when you're listening tonight's uh, post game reaction. Well, so if you, well, well it, it, def- if you want to, uh, if you want to hear me talk about the Flyers after, let's see here, five one loss, four one loss, five one loss. I'll go five one loss. You want to hear me talk about the Flyers at their 5-1 loss to the Leafs to pretty much mathematically eliminate the Flyers from the postseason. Uh, you will see me, and I will say some words. And Bill does a tremendous night, a tremendous a really job, good job night in, night out. Yeah, but, uh, uh, considering how often he had to do it this season, uh, it is pretty, it is a pretty good job. Because I, yeah, great. the one time I did it three times in a week, I was like, I don't, I don't know what to say to you it's anymore. The Flyers suck. And then that was that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a great job by Bill, but uh, I just want to say you do a great job filling oh, in yourself, it. Craig. So, Thank oh you. yeah, keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's terrible, but uh, hey, be sure hey, to check out Craig bro. on that. And uh, oh hey, wait, hey. this guy, I'm walking here. Oh, so uh, <laughs> be sure to check that out. Be sure to follow me at Flyperbole, and maybe yes, Dave Bob, depending on if you want some uh, some Phillies takes and some happenings around Philly. But Flyperbole is the hockey account that I run. Uh, follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, uh, like us on Facebook, and uh, of course, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, uh, what were some of the other fake services we came up with? Napster, LimeWire. Uh, Those are all real services that I don't think Pony I've Express. Um, Did you say the Pawnee Express? The, the Pony Express. Oh, okay, uh, the Pawnee Express is, of course, a uh, little Sebastian Wire. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's a late part, right. Jim. <laughs> that is. That is. So be sure to check us out on Little Sebastian Wire. And uh, we'll be back next week with a nice long pod for you folks. But uh, thank you for listening. We do really appreciate it from the bottom of our cold, dead hearts. And until next time, as always, good night and good hockey. Wow. Michigan. Wow. I'm in Michigan. I'm Steve. Wow. 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 Hello everybody, this is Fly Purple.
about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Flop over me, flop over me, flop over me, flop over me.